0: Tony, love you, man.
1: Well, I, you know, I won up on you, brother. You know, I like you too. Somet- I you, man. I make Some, you sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I told him, I, you know, I called him earlier and I said, listen, you know well enough not to bother preachers before they get up to preach because you could be in trouble. He, he likes to challenge. <laughs> it's very fact, We probably need to have that mic because I'm going to be, I want you guys to talk back to me. Amen. But anyhow, it's good to be here. It's more than being back home. We guys we missed you. It. it was a rough year for us last year to begin the year. Uh, but uh, it was really, really rough. And um, that's what I want to preach on today. I want to preach a message called um, Get in the Boat. Get in the Boat. You know, during the, the, uh, the roughest time, in my experience, your, well, your former pastor, senior pastor anyhow, Brother ago. He was on the phone with me a few times, 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Eventually, he got a little impatient with me. said, Tony, let everybody go to sleep. <laughs> but he's a, a tremendously big help. Amen. Now, Father, uh, your word's very clear. You resist the proud. You give grace to the humble. So I come before you humbly, asking you, Lord, please, To allow me, Lord, to be as big a blessing to EBBC as they have been and are to me and my family. God, as far as uh, this evangelistic ministry starts, God, it started here for me. And uh, Lord, I always look forward to coming every year to start the year off right. Your providence, Lord, uh, it wasn't my timing to come last year, but I'm glad that I'm here now. And I trust you, God, that uh, you use me to be a blessing today in Christ's name. Amen. So we're back. (laughs) I got a, my name got a little bit longer. Am I I wired for sound here? Can you guys hear me? Okay. So it's the evangelist. Tony Chocolate Thunder Saxton, your big brown baritone slash bass brother from another mother, the husband of Yvonne Brown Sugar, sugary Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugarfoot, Sugar Cane. Hold up your cane, honey. No. <laughs> sugar Cane Saxton. The father and grandfather of Teresa, Janiah, Talisa, Jamia, my brown sugar cubes. (laughs) But you can call me Tony, you can call her Yvonne, and whatever else, okay, we're done with that. Purposely, I asked uh, brother to uh, start uh, this morning with that song, Take Time to, to... Take my life and let it be. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Because it emphasizes uh, us giving not just our life, but everything to the Lord. Uh, and as, as we kind of sum that up, it's uh, uh, presenting your, your whole spirit, soul, and body to him. Amen. Uh, if you turn with, the, with me to the text. I didn't tell you yet because I want to beat you to it. The text is First Thessalonians. And I wait till I get there to let you know, because it takes a while. You know, I used to be a good Bible driller, but now I have to look in every book in the Bible before I get to the one I want to share. You ever get that way? First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 23 and 24. If you get this, amen. doggone, you still beat me. But anyhow. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Well, Wait a minute, that's the wrong translation. I'm only kidding. If <laughs> I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. How many of you know that God is going to preserve your whole spirit, soul and body? Amen. Amen. Until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen? Well, In the process of God preserving our spirit, soul, and body, we have a responsibility in the process to do our part to preserve our spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. There's another thing I thought I wanted to add to that was this. Beloved, God created the first man in his likeness and his image according to Genesis chapter, 20, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Pastor, would you turn there, please, since you're so quick. And someone else, would you please turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 for me. And someone else, if you would turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20, I'd appreciate it. And we might need a, a mic. Not just for me, but for... Uh, Oh, you think you're ahead of me, don't you? <laughs> ah, I gave you that one, brother. You're going to have to pay for that, though. But anyhow, before I get going, the, 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 the text, you probably figured already for this message, this lesson, is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. The theme, the theme is this. The vehicle God used on my healing journey. Remember, the title of the message is, Tony, get in the boat. Tony, get in the boat. The vehicle that God used on my healing journey. You're going to like this. So, beloved, God created the first man in his likeness, in his image, like him, three-part being. You got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, three personalities. Well, God created us, a three-part being, with a spirit, soul, and a body. According to his likeness and image. Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. Brother Caleb.
0: Make man in our image. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them.
1: Okay, while you have to mic, would you please uh, turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7? That way I don't have to walk and give it to somebody else. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother.
0: And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man a living soul.
1: So this is how God created us with a spirit, soul, and body. God created man from the dust of the ground, is your body. Breathing into his nostrils the breath of life, is his spirit. And man became a living what? His spirit, soul, and body. All right. You know what? Instead of, yeah, who's got? I got you. You got? Okay. Who's got the uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20? Who's got that? Well, praise the Lord. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my love, my God, I pour at his feet, at your feet, his treasure store. The part I like the best is this. Take my heart. It is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne, whole spirit, soul, and body. Sister, if you'll read that for me, please.
0: Flee fornication, every sin that man that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know, not ye, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's.
1: Okay. Now, this whole concept of preserving your whole spirit, soul, and body to the Lord. Amen. You already know that our bodies, if you're saved, is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Spirit of God lives in this temple. Amen. Now, God commands us, he admonishes us, he warns us to glorify God in your spirit, soul, and body. Now, the spirit is not mentioned in that verse. It's either the spirit or the soul is not mentioned. But because, and I believe because sometimes the Bible uses the spirit and the soul interchangeably. And some people believe that God created us as a dichotomy, a spirit, in a, bo- a soul, in a body. Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 begs to differ, amen? He says spirit, soul, and body. So God wants us to glorify him. by taking care of our spirit and our body. Why? What what happens if you don't? Pastor, you're a scholar. Help me out with this. Can a person die before their time? Yes. God talks about destroying the temple over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. One of the ways that he will destroy it, he'll allow the temple to destroy itself if we're not taking care of it. I've become increasingly convicted about that, not only because of the episode that I have, but the Holy Spirit is really challenging me. When are you gonna take care of my temple, Tony? I almost died last year, didn't I, baby? She was right there by my side. I called you. I wasn't taking care of myself. My admonition to all of you, take inventory. Are you taking care? Are you doing the best? Some of us are sick. Not healthy. Because we're not taking good care of ourselves. And I'm speaking the truth in love. I'm going to show you just how transparent I am with this. If we do, let's see Beloved, he promised to preserve it, our spirit, soul, and body, until the day of Jesus Christ. Part of the process is for us to do our part to preserve his temple. That it doesn't get destroyed. If we don't, like myself, we could be in danger of dying before our time. Is that possible? The pastor said it is, and I agree. Beloved, let me share with you some of the things I am doing to preserve my spirit, soul, and body. Even before I get to that, I want to start this lesson with a a time. Give me about, I don't know, maybe about six or seven minutes. Now, what time are we typically done? 10.15? I'll take 10.20. Can I read this, please? Beloved, I would like to start my message with this testimony in March t- uh, t- 2023 after decades of denial. I finally acknowledged that my blood pressure was out of control. It was spiking so high on a regular basis that I was experiencing some very dangerous consequences. Anxiety attacks, seasons of depression, and extreme spiritual oppression. How many of you know that there's a dark side to depression? Can I get an amen? The enemy will come right in, man. I will elaborate, but for the sake of time, I'm going to move on. After after having a blood pressure reading of 216 over 116, which was almost a norm for me for years, one of my primary care doctors on call instructed me to go immediately to the emergency department at the hospital. Beloved, after three consecutive visits to the ED, three days in a row, The lead doctor at the ED advised me to go to the psych center for further evaluation. Why? He thought my anxiety was triggering my blood pressure to spike out of control, especially after hearing that I had been diagnosed with a type 2 bipolar disorder. Initially, I refused to comply. I was reluctant to go to the psych center because of the stereotypes I had about psychiatric care and experiences I had with a particular psychiatrist who unsuccessfully attempted to treat a bipolar disorder that he diagnosed me with, so that he can give me me medicines. I was also, I'm sorry, before before making my final decision to comply or not to comply, to go to the psych ward, I felt led of the Lord. And my daughter, Teresa, because she was standing right next to me at three o'clock in the morning, telling me, Dad, listen to the doctors. She's a she's a, a, a graduate registered nurse. They know what they're talking about, Dad. Listen, to it. she said, call Pastor Shear. So I did. I was hoping that Pastor Shear would counsel me. And he was up too, three o'clock in the morning to stay away from the psychiatric, uh, psychiatrists and psych centers and to trust the Lord to lead me in another direction to receive the grace I needed. Well, he didn't. He said something like this instead. Tony, I'm praying for you. You're praying. Others are praying. Folks here are praying. I don't know if the pastor called you. You called me. Oh, I did. I? Okay. <laughs> the Lord has sent you a boat, Tony. Get in the boat. Beloved, Pastor Shear was right this time. <laughs> At one point, during my experience with the blood pressure issue, I thought I would stroke out or have a heart attack and die, especially after watching my blood pressure spike up to 252 over 100 plus on the hospital monitor. At one point, I <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm there sitting there watching the blood pressure go up. I should have took my eyes off the monitor. <laughs> At one point, I asked Pastor Shearer if he would consider officiating my home going service if I were to die. Beloved, after hearing the voice of authority, the Lord speaking to Pastor Rich, I sheepishly got in the boat, the vehicle that God wanted to use to help me preserve my spirit, soul and body. I sheepishly got in the boat. The vehicle the Lord, the great shepherd and bishop of our souls met me where I was at the Strong Memorial Hospital. The R-wing. Consequently, I literally had a Psalms 23 experience. Now watch this, guys. The Lord made me lie down in green pastures. Did the Lord ever had to make you lie down? so that I could rest my spirit, soul, and body in him. The Lord led me beside the still waters so that I could experience the peace that passes understanding, his peace. The Lord restored my soul by enabling me to think right. You see, your, your, your soul is made up of three parts. It's a trichotomy. Spirit, I mean the, uh, the mind, the emotions, the the intellect. I mean, the, uh, the will. OK. So the Lord restored my soul by enabling me to think right, to feel right, emotionally and to choose to do his will. <laughs> it's by ministering to any and everyone at the psych ward. <laughs> Staff. <laughs> just... Somebody said Pastor Shear said only Tony can go in the psych ward. And the, and the patient became become the doctor. <laughs> what a ministry. When I left that psych ward after seven days, I wept like a baby. I did not want to leave. My daughter was there, didn't I, baby? That young lady was there with me the whole time. And she, would, she would have been right there with me, but she's still, she still struggling with, you know, from that, the stroke that she had. And uh, I was pretty much driving her nuts. That's why she, I didn't tell you the story about that cane, did I? She said, Tony, she calls me boy, the only one that can. She said, boy, this cane is made for walking. And that's what it's going to do. One of these days, this cane's going to walk all over you, boy. <laughs> you like that, don't you, ladies? <laughs> Let her try. But anyhow, she doesn't have to. Lord already told me, don't mess with my daughter. Have a Lord ever told you that, brother? He never had to, right? Probably when you were younger. The Lord led me in the paths of righteousness, by encouraging me to seek his kingdom and righteousness at the psych ward. The Lord was with me as I literally walked through the valley of the shadow of death. His rod and staff that comforted me. I found out when I was at the, the uh, psych ward that the nurse whispered to me and my daughters that my trope, tropa something, what is it called? A What is it? Troponins trip six times, and that's a, something that they use with enzymes, I guess, to determine whether or not you're having a heart attack. Six times, and they never told me. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord's with me. His rod and staff company. the Lord prepared a table before me in the presence of the enemy. In spite of the enemy's presence at the psych ward. Folks, the enemy is present at the psych ward. Let me tell you. I don't have to tell you. Not in everybody, but his presence is there. Listen, I ate all I wanted, needed and desired three times a day. Not to mention all the snacks that I had. <laughs> I ate healthy and Lord, forgive me some unhealthy portions. The Lord anointed or filled me with the spirit. Beloved, and my cup was running over. As I said, so much that I was reluctant to leave. I want to go back to see what kind of ministry I can get involved with over there. The Lord's goodness and mercy follow me as I followed the Lord. And the Lord constantly reminded me that one day, soon and very soon. And he still reminded me. One day we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Beloved, after examining me with various MRIs, heart exams, sleep tests, all kinds of tests, and coupled with observations and treatment from the staff, the head psychiatrist told me he didn't think I had the bipolar disorder at all. And he told me, he said, you certainly have symptoms. Then he went on to tell me, show me why I had symptoms. How did you do that? I'm glad you asked. He showed me different areas of my brain from a brain scan, illustrating the damaging effects that my hypertension was having on my brain for decades. Not only was it causing chemical imbalances in my brain, but I was in danger of possibly experiencing vascular dementia, heart attacks. And they showed me that I had heart attacks from the MRI already. And I had, I didn't have major strokes, but I had many strokes and many seizures because of the blood pressure. Even today they said, I've got a, I've got a, a tumor in my brain, but it's benign. And I said, leave it alone because I don't want you to mess me up. Keep that in prayer. Because sometimes I get dizzy and I think a lot of it's dehydration. It's obvious to me that God's not done with me yet down here. I certainly had symptoms and I wanted to illustrate this point. There's a lot of people and listen, I'm not an expert and I want to be careful as I say this and I'm watching the time. They're being misdiagnosed with certain mental diseases and not only mental diseases, but a lot of different illnesses and we got to be careful make sure that when you're being diagnosed and let me speak primarily to the mental illness aspect make sure that when you're being diagnosed or treated that you consider the whole person the spirit everything starts in the spiritual realm then the soul because what goes on in the spirit affects the soul, your intellect, the way you think, your emotions and your, your choices. Whether you're going to do the Lord's will or not. And what, what affects your soul is manifested in your body with illnesses. If I ever go to a a, a mental health and I'm going to go, mental health, I want to talk to some of these doctors. As a matter of fact, I'm going through mental health training at a Christian college because I want to help folks out. But make sure that you try to find someone who's going to minister to your whole spirit, soul, and body. That's the problem I had with that psychiatrist. I asked him when, when they were treating me with all these medications, he was giving me a thousand milligrams of this. And solid, I, I was told, I said, Your drugs aren't working, they're making me crazy. Please, I, I won't, don't take this wrong. Some people swear by some of these drugs. Amen. And some of them work for some certain people. I, I, don't, I don't understand all that. I don't want to confuse anybody. And I don't want to mock anybody. I'm just talking about me here. Can you understand what I'm saying? Okay, let me go on then. I asked him, I said, Doc, after he gave me some medication that would take me up when I'm depressed and then bring me down when i'm too high and he gave me the medication both of them at the same time and i'm like <laughs> wait a minute i said listen man what are you doing about my spirit he said well we take counsel from imams and nuns i said oh okay and then they had a psychologist for the mind who was so young that she didn't know excuse my french a blank for them from the hole in the ground. She wasn't very learned. And as soon as he told me that, Psalms one came to mind, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. And I started weaning myself off and now I'm looking at a more holistic approach towards my health. For the next 10 minutes, I just wanna share with you briefly Some of the things that I'm doing, from a health perspective, I had all this in order at one time, Lord help me out with this. I know, Yvonne, I should have been more organized, but I had this in order. Okay. I really don't need notes. Look forward to, uh, I'm I'm gonna do a podcast with Pastor Jack Young on this, and I'll, I'll be a little bit more prepared. But some of the things that I'm doing is this, right from the very beginning concerning my health I'm abiding in Him. You know what that means if you're saved. And we'll talk about this in the next message, so I won't elaborate on it. I read this commentary, I do have that here. Jesus Christ is my primary caregiver, physician, prayer, and accountability partner. Is the Lord. His counsel concerning this disorder, bipolar disorder, and my entire life is found in John 14, 15, 4 and 5. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do everything. Does it say that? What does it say? It says, none, right? Okay. Note a commentary from Tyndale Life Application Bible says this: While things are going well, we feel elated. When when hardship comes, we sink into depression. But true joy transcends these ways of circumstance. Joy comes from a consistent relationship with Jesus Christ. When our lives are intertwined with his, he will help us, watch this, walk through adversity without sinking into debilitating lows. That's depression. And manage prosperity without moving with deceptive, deceptive highs. <laughs> Folks, let me tell you from experience. Sometimes anxiety can trigger the adrenaline. And some people, when they're on a high, they might think they're filled with the spirit when they're just filled with adrenaline. And if that adrenaline goes uncontrolled, man, you can wind up having a heart attack. I'm not so sure if that didn't happen in Currington, but I won't. I know it's happened to me, almost to me, many a times. That blood pressure can get spiked up That they drilling. <laughs> I tell you, sometimes I get so excited that <laughs> the first thing I want to do is find a bathroom because I got to go pee. <laughs> There's a connection. I'm good now, though. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have prostate issues and that doesn't help. Amen. But anyhow, let me finish on the joy of living with Jesus keeps us level headed, no matter how high or low our circumstances. Beloved, this works for me as long as I choose to abide in Christ, that is to begin and continue to remain in close fellowship with him. How long? Until he enables me to bear the only fruit his spirit produces, the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. His love his joy, his peace, his long-suffering, his gentleness, his goodness, his meekness, his temperance, it in the spirit It starts in the spiritual realm. And for those of you who are not saved, you need to get saved because that doesn't apply to you. Can I get an amen? What am I doing spiritually? Other things. I'm building myself up in the most holy. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping myself in the love of God. Witnessing, telling people about being saved. It's amazing how that helps you spiritually. As you sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready to give an answer to every man for the reason of hope that's in you. Therapeutic. What am I doing spiritually? Read your Bible, pray and obey. that works I'm gonna find those things and I'm gonna share them with you in the next message but anyhow let me move on these are some of the things I'm doing concerning preserving the spirit I'm trying my best to live a Christ-centered life. In other words, I pray every day, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy, tried and true. Another song that I sing every day. Lord Jesus, take me lord jesus use me lord jesus send me lord hears my heart remember those steps of faith i gave you when you you got married Mm -hmm. me and ivan are actively taking inventory to make sure that we're taking those steps We came up with this triangle. You heard this lesson before. And it took me decades to come up with... Somebody told me that I stole somebody else's idea. I don't know if I stole it, but whoever I got it from, he got it from the Lord. Amen. Other men laboring entered into their labors. So we got this triangle. Watch this now. At the top of the triangle is the Lord. And on either side, I got me on one side, Yvonne on the other side. And then we got these steps of faith to illustrate... The things that we need to do, the spiritual things that we need to do to draw closer to the Lord in the the process, draw closer to each other. We call it abiding in a a triangle love relationship with each other. So we're actively trying to do that from a spiritual standpoint to become one. Mm -hmm. It's taken me 45 years, 47 years. Don't let it take that long for you, sir. You might be dumber than me, but your wife is smarter than you. <laughs> I told you, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. <laughs> I don't have time to mention any more, but I want you to get the picture here. What am I doing concerning my soul? Beloved, the soul is a trichotomy or, or a trinity. God created us with emotions, intellect and a will. Concerning my emotions, I'm intentionally applying Philippians 4, 5 through 20 to my life. Especially that verse that says, uh, be careful for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Then it goes on to talk about, in that verse it talks about uh, God's presence. You know, the Lord is at hand, God's peace. We just quoted that verse, God's perspectives, think on these things and God's providence, God's care and God's power and God's provisions and God's promises and etc in that chapter alone. Concerning my will, I'm trying to, Caleb, I'm trying to live that sacrificial life. Uh, according to Romans chapter 12 and 1 and 2, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm trying to live that, that sanctified life according to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 8. I'm trying to live that soul conscious life according to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 4. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who would have all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God did not create hell for mankind. He created it for the devil and his angels. but he had to enlarge it because people would refuse to receive Christ. If you're not saved, God loves you and he wants to save you so that you can experience the ultimate intimate love relationship that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Amen. I'm trying to live that sincerely thankful life. And everything give thanks. Is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you? And Ephesians chapter 5 takes it to another level. It says, be thankful for all things. Thankful for all things. Only by the Spirit can you do that. Concerning my motions, my will, concerning my intellect. I went not to turn it, but Psalms 119, Word of God says, I am wiser than the whole of my teachers. Word, man. I'm reading. Praying and obeying the word. What am I doing concerning my body? I'm going to the YMCA five to six times a week to do a variety of exercises, weightlifting, water aerobics, treadmills, swimming, walking, uh, stretching, biking. I'm going to nutrition seminars. We just went with one last week, me and Ron and Teresa. I am taking multiple vitamins. I, am, I start using my CPAP machine that I was signed, I will because uh, I got to go take another sleep test and they're going to give me one on March. They said you, you got a you sleep apnea problem. I'm drinking more water. I'm, my goal is 100 gallons, I'm gallons? 100 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take a Sabbath day rest. Me and Yvonne just talked about this. We're going to try and pray, pray, pray about that. Mondays, you know, I want to spend that time primarily with her. But even in that, she's going to need a break from me and I'm going to need a break from her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attempting to plan my days so that I can not be guilty of being all over the place. I'm working with a chiropractor on my weight loss plan, the diet, and I'm more compliant to my doctors concerning medication visits, etc. until I find alternatives. I'm looking for an alternative to all these different blood pressure medications, but I dare not come off them until I find a good alternative. Folks, that's what I'm doing. And folks, I'm done. What are you doing? You see, Tony, get in the boat. God sent the boat to rescue me. And the boat that he sent started in the rec, uh, the uh, psych center, mm-hmm. very unlikely pace, but God met me there. Yeah, he said, Tony, stay in the boat. Any, ve- any vehicle God uses to bring you to a place where you'll be able to preserve, do your part to preserve the spirit, soul and body. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share with the family we ask your blessing now father as we go into the rest of our service brother
0: If you do, uh, you can recognize it really quick. You ready? Uh, when you sinned, the first time you sinned and you knew it. You realize what happened to you. Your body sinned because your soul made a choice, but you sinned and what is the destiny? Well, Adam and Eve, they took of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and what did they do? They died. Woo! That's good. And they didn't die physically that day, but the day that thou is there, thou shalt surely die. Your sin has now affected your soul and your spirit. Ooh, good stuff. Immediate. And the day you got saved was a spiritual decision, and it affects the fact that one day you will get a bodily resurrection, and you'll get a new body. Glory. And all the pieces go together. Not one piece is ever separated from the others. When you're dealing with the things that you do and the choices you make. And so, as you start doing things, that's why he may say bodily exercise profiteth little. But that's because the most important piece is the Spirit. That's good. But you've got to work all those pieces together. And you've got to do the right things. And by the way, I'll just slide this in and I'll be done so that I don't keep preaching before Brother Tony gets back (laughs) to preaching. All right? Uh, The the idea is this we know all unrighteousness is sin. And our answer is, well, that's all the spiritual stuff. Know to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him it is sin. That goes with the physical side as well. That goes with the things that we choose to do and the things we choose to consume, the things that we choose to, to deal with, and the things that we choose not to do. And that also becomes unrighteousness. And I'm not one of those guys. You know me. I'm not going to tell you what you should eat and what you shouldn't and all the things. All right. Well, once you have a candy bar or whatever, uh, it doesn't matter to me but you better be good with the Lord
1: Amen.
0: and that's what that comes down to and there's reasons, there's reasons you ought to do it and his statement about you know dying before your time well there's multiple verses you're told in Psalm 90 to number your days mm-hmm. you're, told in, you're told in Corinthians that if you uh, defile the, the, uh, the temple him shall God destroy that doesn't seem like that's on time unless you're a Calvinist Eight. that seems like it's early turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh 1 Corinthians 6 why? because he, he needs to go <laughs> well then he's going to get destroyed before his time that's not the will of God that's why you don't have the perfect will of God all the time with everybody they chose a different way they made a choice our choices affect exactly how long we're going to be here <laughs> and what we can and cannot do are based upon those things. And I don't know about you, but I'd like the most for what the Lord could do with me. Amen. And so let's have a word of prayer. We'll, we'll uh, take a break here and uh, get back in. We'll, we'll start at 1035. We'll take just a couple extra minutes, let you get things switched over, go over to junior church, all those things, all right? Lord, we thank you for the morning. I thank you for Brother Tony and, Father, the use you've had of his testimony. And I pray, Father, would continue to work in our hearts. I pray to help us to realize what we need to, Father, and do what we ought to. Father, we love you, and we pray you'd come back soon. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, take a break.